and welcome to Let's Talk Paralegal. Today, we spoke to an awesome paralegal. She's been in the field for a couple of years now. Well, I say a couple, but for five years. Her name is Ashley Black. She is uh, located in Florida. Um, she does a lot of freelance work as well as work with law firms. So she kind of has uh, an all-in-one um, vision of the paralegal role. So that's what we talk about. We talk about the vision of the paralegal role past versus present versus future. We talk about what we want to see in those changes that we want to see in the paralegal role. And not only for paralegals or legal professionals in general, we also talk about um, the general public and what access they should have to certain things and how easy it should be for them. So I hope you enjoy it. Um, it was a short but very bountiful um, interview. And yeah, so check it out. Welcome to Let's Talk Paralegal. Hey, Etta. How's it going? Thank you for having me. Of course. We had you on Everyday Law Podcast, so we're having you on here. So thank you for always being on our platform. I appreciate that very much and bringing all your experience and your tips. So today we're going to go um, over a little bit of that and let's get to it, right? Sure. Let's start. All right, so we're here to provide the audience a little bit of a platform for paralegals and a view of how the paralegal role should look like. And I know we were talking about this a little bit before the recording, so maybe we can elaborate a little more now that we are, you know, live and talk about kind of like the education of a paralegal. And what do you foresee that education looking like in the near future? Um, so I guess currently, you know, there isn't, you know, a lot of requirements to become a paralegal. A lot of people become paralegals, you know, based off, you know, just experience or, you know, these this many years in the field. You know, some people have an AA in paralegal studies, but there isn't really requirements, I guess, educational requirements to become a paralegal. Um, once you do become a paralegal, you know, there are CLEs, continuing legal education that you can take as a paralegal afterwards. But um, I guess for incoming paralegals, there isn't a lot of education. Um, and I think a lot of paralegals just kind of hop into the field and kind of get their feet wet and kind of just, you know, um, learn experience as they go. Um, but I think, you know, probably in the near coming future, there will probably be more education geared towards incoming paralegals, you know, just like, you know, for attorneys, they have to get a JD and pass the bar. Um, you know, I feel like maybe in the near future, there'll be some become a paralegal maybe in Florida especially um, and seeing that the law is becoming you know more complicated and more laws are coming out there may be you know some education you know requirements coming up but it would be interesting to see like what you know is required and what you know education does come out for paralegals coming into the field. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think I agree with you on, as far as the education part, right? Because I think we both hold uh, degrees and especially you, you have a Juris Master's, but there's really nothing else for the paralegal. We either have like on the job training, um, if you're lucky, right? If not, you're just learning it like right then and there. So there's really like no in between. Um, and I feel like it's kind of similar with the attorneys as well. Like as soon as they get out of law school, they become associates, they become partners, whatever the case may be. But there's really no training involved. Like nobody really trains you. It's called practicing for a reason, right? Practicing law. So I, I feel like you're right that, that we need to bridge that gap somehow. And, um, you know, paralegal coaches are awesome. I'm one of them. So I get it um, to try and bridge that 
that gap. And I think that education really needs to be in the forefront of everything when it comes to that, because I think that's where we fail, especially in the legal industry, where we where it's so important because it does overflow in all these other industries. Um, I feel that the education should really be more geared to the paralegal training and, and what to really expect once you like hit the ground running. Um, and there's really no onboarding training. Like I've never been, I've been a paralegal for 17 years, um, going on 18 this year, and I've never actually really been trained. No, like, never sat me down and said, this is what is expected of you. This is how you're going to be able to do it. And here are the tools. Like right. I've never had that. Have you? No, I haven't. I mean, and you know of, of NALA, you know, the certified paralegal courses or the certified legal assistants, you know, but that is after, you know, you have already gained experience in the field. You know, there's no incoming training per se, you know, and I know, you know, a lot of paralegals, some are in the public realm, some are in the private firm realm, you know, and there isn't no overall, um, I guess, paralegal training because every paralegal does different things. Right. You know, I, I would assume, you know, or I would think, or I, I would say it would be a good idea maybe for um, maybe the Florida bar or, you know, a, a governing agency over, you know, the state's laws, you know, to create or have some type of, you know, standard training for a, a paralegal coming in, you know, things like e-filing or, you know, um, drafting, you know, documents and, and, you know, figuring out the, the style and the way of cases. I think that would be, you know, really important for a lot of paralegals, you know, instead of kind of, just jumping in and, and having a And I think to your point, because you had made this point before, uh, to pro se's, right? People that are trying to represent themselves, maybe similar programs, you know, towards the pro se that are trying to learn how to file and, and the processes and things like that, because really that's where the paralegal role really is, was meant to be. So maybe for pro se's, like you were saying before, you know, simple cases or, or people that just simply can't afford um, legal services, but have the need for a legal issue. So maybe something like that what are your thoughts on that um I definitely feel like you know for the public as well you know because a lot of people can't afford attorneys and you know as you know paralegals can't give legal advice to the public so you know people people do come into cases all the time you know where they don't have the money to get an attorney to represent them but they don't know the law themselves and I know in Florida especially you know the courts have um pro se forms you know, and it has instructions on them, you know, on how to fill them out. Our courts are, are overwhelmed, but I feel like some type of, of you know, videos or walkthroughs or how-tos for the public to, to make a better case for themselves, you know, especially if they can't afford an attorney, that would be extremely beneficial, you know, because I know um, when people who are pro se, they, you know, represent themselves Sometimes they make mistakes. Sometimes it, it drags on in the court or it can cause, you know, delays in the court because, you know, these a lot of people don't know what they're doing, you know, legally. And I think some type of upfront training or, you know, even a video or, or something to help people, you know, represent themselves would really like help the courts and the law like in general. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we all know that there's a need for education reform and legal reform. So these simple things that are cost efficient, right, because we're not creating or reinventing the wheel. These are just instructional videos that everybody can just hit on YouTube link or, you know, um, have them in their websites, because really, I feel like technology is where it's at right now, especially with the pandemic. And talking right. about that, I know you have a few thoughts on the pandemic and how that's changed the paralegal role in the legal industry in general. So you want to share that? Sure. Um, you know, just tying it in with, 
you know, the, the pro se and, and maybe some instructional videos or things being made, you know, everything is becoming virtual now, you know, Zoom meetings, you know, um, the courts are, are doing Zoom, you know, calls and, you know, in exchange for hearings. So, you know, I think it would be beneficial and this, you know, would probably be a good time to do it. Um, you know, for the courts to, you know, maybe put out instructional videos or, you know, maybe even like, you know, how we're doing, you know, paralegal podcasts, like other paralegals putting out, you know, instructional videos for, you know, how the public can, you know, jump on this technology, you know, wave that that is happening, you know, because our legal field is 100% becoming electronic. So, you know, it would be something beneficial for both paralegals and the public, you know, to, you know, be aware of up front. Yeah, before they even hit the the ground running, right? Because a lot of us, we have to learn this on the job, right? If we're legal professionals or if something has happened, right? So car accidents, divorces, uh, purchasing a property, whatever the case may be, you're learning it as you go. There's no like pre-training. And it's that concept to me is so foreign because we go to college to train ourselves for a particular trait or a particular field. And then we go to actually put that into play or put it into practice, but there's no further training. There's no on-the-job trainings. There's no on-the-job um, instructions or directions. You know, mm-hmm. then we're treating it kind of like life. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and that can, at times can be dangerous. And I think is probably one of the causes, like you mentioned before, of the legal industry being so far behind and so delayed in their processes, in the laws, you know, we're still waiting. Like how long have cell phones been around? And I think recently, a couple of years ago is when we finally got like laws, you know, getting, getting, you know, phone records and driving on the phone, you know, things like that. Like these are simple little things that should have been around at the moment that we had cell phones come out. Um, now we're in this whole social media thing. So uh, do you have the rights to your social media products if you're posting them to the public? Do you have, um, you know, later law has just not been caught up yet. Um, all these little things, all these little intricacies that can totally be prevented by what you were saying, simple instructional videos, instructional handbooks, um, people just posting material out there. So we are little by little paralegals like me and you and all the other ones that are going to be on the show. We're really trying to make that reform, but you know, we're, we can't do it alone. Everybody has to pitch in. Everybody has to be supportive. Everybody has to promote and share and comment and, and really bring that to fruition in order, in order for this to work, right? Yeah. Because it's not enough to just have it out there. We need to start promoting it. We need to start providing it. We need to start sharing it, uh, our knowledge, and not be afraid of what's going to happen if we do. You know, that simple rule that we cannot provide legal advice should not stop us by providing legal direction, right? To tell them, hey, we can't provide it to you, but this is where you can find it. You know, there's a difference. Sometimes it's a fine line, but there is a difference to at least gear them and direct. give a couple of tips and advice to the up and coming paralegals, current paralegals. So go ahead and do your thing. <laughs> um, so, so I'm a paralegal in Florida and I know every state, you know, is different and whatever um, legal, you know, uh, area of law that you practice in, you know, I know PI paralegals are different from, you know, um, patent paralegals and, you know, different from, you know, government administration paralegals, but um, some advice to incoming paralegals um, would be to, you know, do your own 
research, especially if you don't have a formal, you know, education, a bachelor's degree in legal studies or an AA in paralegal studies, um, you know, you will get training on the job, you know, maybe. Hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) Some of us don't. Research, how to research the laws, you know, um, e-filing portal, you know, um, different things for that specific area of law. Say you've became a patent paralegal, you know, finding patent paralegal, you know, topics or things to read about, you know, in that specific state would like help you out on the job, you know, despite whether or not you have formal training. That's awesome. And I completely agree with all of that. Those are awesome tips. And I appreciate you coming on the show and taking your time because I know you're so busy. So I thank you for your time and thank you for those amazing tips. And obviously we're going to continue, you know, collaborating and talking and really moving this movement forward. And hopefully we can make a true change. So that's it for today, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful day. Have a good one.